your Locked On Longhorns, your daily podcast on the Texas Longhorns. All right, welcome to the Monday edition of the Locked On Longhorns podcast. Uh, this episode is brought to you by our friends at rockauto.com. For all your automotive needs, rockauto.com. Check them out. Tell them your friends over at Locked On Longhorns sent you. Cammy, it is a day field where we know a lot and we know nothing all at the same time. Oh my gosh. I don't even know where to start. I feel like we're being flooded with so much misinformation from each side. So I can't wait for, I guess, everyone to kind of come to a general um, consensus or agreement or whatever you want to call it regarding the college football season, because this is crazy. Yeah, the Big 12 is scheduled to meet at 5 p.m. Monday evening to determine which way they're going to go. Are they going to cancel? Are they going to postpone? And from all reports is they're mixed. They're kind of like us. We're going, we're staying, we're coming, we're going. What are we doing here? Nobody knows. So let's let's start from the uh let's start from the bottom here. News broke yesterday last night that the Big Ten was moving forward with canceling slash postponing the season. Right. And I think that's kind of made everyone feel uneasy. When I say everyone, I mean, it's not just the players and the teammates and the coaches and the coaching staff. It's um, everyone. It's people who cover the sport. It's the towns, the college football towns who have people come in for visiting games. It's those restaurants. I mean, it just trickles down and impacts millions and millions of people. So I think everyone kind of went to sleep with a sense of anxiety and an uncertainty, not really knowing what's going to happen because if the Big Ten did move forward and announce that, I mean, um, you kind of feel like all the rest of the Power Five conferences would uh, follow suit with that. But it appears that might have been a little, I don't know, knee-jerk reaction type of thing because they seem to be backtracking today. Wait just a second. I want to circle back to your first comment. How were you able to sleep last night? I didn't. I was actually, in, and you know this for a fact, I was up about an hour or two later than usual because that's kind of when uh, the We Want to Play movement started on Twitter and I was just excited players were speaking out and I'm hoping their voices will be heard. But um, I just kept thinking about how many different types of departments and people and players and coaches uh, that this impacts. And um, a lot of jobs will be lost. A lot of business will be lost. Obviously a lot of money um, towards school would be lost. And it's just insane how many people it impacts. Right, yeah, it, it- impacts a ton and he talked about the so coming off the heels of of the announcement that Big Ten was moving to cancel the season uh Trevor Lawrence ACC quarterback plays for Clemson uh he and and several other players including Justin Fields who uh now is at Ohio State uh are doing this hashtag we want to play and and basically it's it's a collection of of players from every one of the Power Five schools, ACC, Big Ten, Pac-12, SEC, Big 12, are all getting involved in, in very much this. It's very much like the We Are United campaign that started in the Pac-12. It's kind of become this this global thing now as far as the Power Five conferences are concerned. They are all tweeting out, we want to play. 
Yeah, and I'm so impressed that Trevor Lawrence kind of led uh, that kind of player charge, I guess is what you could say, um, with that we want to play movement because of all college football players, he probably has uh, the least incentive, I guess, to need to play in terms of his talent and NFL potential and things like that. But he clearly has not only his teammates' backs and wanting to play and uh, obviously improve their uh, talent and NFL draft stock and things like that. But he also understands the safety uh, regarding some of those players being on campus rather than going back home to um, an unstable environment or something along those lines. So I think he really stepped forward. Um, that was a huge deal. And obviously you mentioned Justin Fields and Charlie Brewer and uh, Sam Howell and all these other uh, primary players within college football and all different conferences stepping forward and saying that. And today we even saw some coaches and athletic directors hop on board with that movement. So um, we've even seen uh, reports that alumni are contacting universities to say they'll pull their donations if they don't play this season. So I think they kind of have to backtrack and look at this as a whole and see how many, uh, I guess, millions of people it impacts um, and then kind of work forward from there. But it just seems so back and forth right now. Yeah, uh, and we're going to get into a little bit about some of those other reports that are surfacing and, and what's going on. Uh, and I know this is locked on Longhorns, but I thought it's very important that we talk about what Trevor Lawrence said last night. Uh, people are just as much, if not more risk, if we don't play. Players will be sent home to their communities where social distancing is highly unlikely and medical care and expenses will be placed on families if they were to contract COVID-19. Not to mention the players coming from situations that are not good for them, their future, and having to go back to that. Football is a safe haven for so many people. We are more likely to get the virus in everyday life than playing football. Having a season also incentivizes players being safe, taking all of the right precautions to try and avoid contracting covid because the season slash teammate safety is on the line. Without the season, as we've seen already, people are not social distance or wearing masks or taking proper precautions. You know, I thought that was a very interesting comment from him. Um, I don't know if you follow her on Twitter, but uh, Byron Vaughn's mom, she's very mm -hmm. vocal. And she has said, look, you know, she said, I agree with Trevor. We've seen what happened. She goes, and she was talking about the University of Texas. She goes, Texas is one of those schools that is taking every precaution, serious, hmm. you know, and she believes that the best environment for her son is on campus in Austin. Exactly. And I think we've spoken on that quite a bit. And the results actually, I think, speak for themselves here, too. Um, in, in regards to all the Texas players, when they initially reported back to campus, there was a kind of an influx in all those positive COVID tests uh, because you don't know the environments that these players are coming from. I agree with Trevor that they're probably not going to be taking these, I guess, health and safety precautions as serious as they would uh, when they're on campus in a stable and structured environment. So um, since then, I mean, we've had at Texas a zero positive cases among the five sports currently on campus. So um, that's been about over a month now. And so I think all the results. And I think actually Michigan head coach Jim Harbaugh said the same thing about their their positive results and how they're handling it on campus. And um, the stats kind of speak for themselves that the players are safer there. But yeah, I agree with Trevor completely. And I think uh, most do in terms of him coming out and saying that. But um, I don't know. It's, it's just hard for me to understand why they wouldn't uh, take that chance and at least attempt to play. No, I'm with you 100%. And I think, you know, we've seen it like you talked about. We've seen it off campus. How many times have you gone to the store and nobody's wearing masks, nobody's social distancing? Not mm -hmm. just the people in the store, not just the consumers, but, you know, the employees. Mm 
I mean, I'll go into a store and I'll see a sign and it says, you know, you must wear a mask to enter. And I go in and the store guy, the guy behind the counter is not wearing one. I'm like, why are you not wearing one? He goes, well, it's not a state law to wear it, but it's a state law. We have to put that sign up. Right. You're not doing exactly anything to help the situation whatsoever. But I just wanted to say uh, breaking news as we're recording this. uh, Chuck Carlton of the Dallas Morning News uh, just reported they're actually changing the teleconference with the board of directors of the Big 12 to Tuesday. Uh, Big 12 athletic directors and medical consultants will join presidents and chancellors on our board of directors teleconference then. So that's actually going to happen on Tuesday rather than tonight uh, when it was scheduled at five o'clock. Right. Yeah. I think that's smart. And you have to look at every possible angle and Avenue um, that you can, that you can even attempt to take, I guess. But I think statistics wise in terms of preventing, I guess, COVID on campus has been really, really good. And I think that kind of goes across most power five, uh, programs having that type of success with that structured environment with their teammates and players. So um, I'd be there. I don't know. I like that the Big 12 is kind of sitting back and um, not having any type of knee-jerk reactions, but it also worries me because I've seen some reports sitting that the Big 10 expects to announce that uh, cancellation on Tuesday. So I'm not sure. I just really hope at least uh, several of the conferences can come together and kind of work something out. Yeah, and we're going to get into that Big 10 here in a minute, but I want to tell you about our friends over at Rock Auto, you got to check out rockauto.com. Right now, there's a lot going on. We, is football happening? Is football not happening? We're not sure. One thing I am sure of is that if you do need to get automotive help, whether you need a part, you need a tailgate, like our boss Ross Jackson over at Locked On Saints. He needs a tailgate. He went to rockauto.com. I just had to change out my headlights on my truck. You know what I did? I went online, rockauto.com. It was cheap. It was affordable. I got it quickly. I was able to put it on my truck so that if I'm out and about, I don't get a ticket because one of my taillights is out or, or my headlights aren't working. You know, nobody wants to do that. That's just extra expenses that you don't need. So check out rockauto.com. Every make, every model, every style model, anything that you need, they have got it. Just make sure that when you check out the little drop down box, tell me your friends over at Lockdown Longhorn sent you. All right, Cammie, it has been a crazy, I can't even say 24 hours, because really it's been like 18 hours. <laughs> it and seems like weeks, but yes. Uh, we're having a hell of a month on a Monday, It right. is what it feels like. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about some of these reports that came out. Uh, mm-hmm. Rich Neuheisel, former UCLA and Colorado head coach, uh, he uh, went on, I believe it was XM Radio this morning, was talking a little bit about college football. Uh, and he was saying that there were four schools in the Big Ten that were gauging interest in going to the Big 12 with the reports surfacing of the Big Ten canceling football. And we'll actually get into that in just a second about how crazy that sounds. But uh, last night we heard that the Big Ten was canceling football. This morning we heard Big Ten was planning to make it official. They have already gotten a vote. And then... And then reports surface, Cami. The Big Ten says they haven't taken a vote yet. <laughs> I know. That's why it's so much misinformation. It feels like we're getting like months worth of uh, news and reports coming out at once. But 
I, I'm not sure, honestly, what the truth is. I'm not sure anyone really does unless they were in that room, if they were to have a meeting or take that vote or anything along those lines. But um, I'm sure they're just as confused and uh, debating and going back and forth. I'm sure some teams are obviously uh, pushing forward to wanting to play and um, some might be a little bit more reserved. So I don't know. I think that's the kind of question mark of all of the Power Five conferences is what the Big Ten does. I think it's pretty clear that the Big 12 wants to play. And obviously the SEC and ACC are kind of uh, pushing forward with that on social media, at least. So um, I'm not sure. The Big 12 is kind of the, the odd man out right now. I mean, the Big 10, not the Big 12. So the Big 10, so according to that report, they, they had voted 12 to 2. One mm-hmm. of the teams that voted in this alleged vote was Nebraska. They voted to play. Now, what's interesting is the teams that voted – Iowa being the other one that voted to play. The teams that voted not to, of course, include Ohio State, Michigan. What's funny about that is their official Twitter accounts seem to be saying the exact opposite. They want to play. Not a surprise because, obviously, this is decisions being made by presidents, not athletic directors, coaches, things of that nature. But what's funny about it is so this report of the big four Big Ten teams coming to the Big 12 to play football. You had Ohio State, Michigan, who were two teams saying that they didn't want to play, Iowa, and Nebraska. Now, I thought that was interesting, Nebraska coming back to the Big 12 to play football. Kind of funny. Well, what's odd to me is what you just mentioned, Ohio State and um, what was the other? Uh, Michigan, you were stating that uh, they were kind of leaning towards not playing. It's so weird to me because on social media, coaches from Ohio State, their most high-profile players are begging to play, and same with Michigan. And Jim Harbaugh came out and said uh, he wanted to play. So I And he actually came out with, I think, one of the best um, – ways to kind of organize his we want to play movement is he came out with all those statistics about uh, how much improvement they've had with the players being in a structured environment on campus and things like that. So um, he kind of, I guess, had some, I don't know, proof in terms of uh, them being able to play. So I don't know. It's just odd how there's, I guess, such different views within the same program. Well, there's, I think every major university has got some sort of analytics department. Mm-hmm. And so they're going to discuss these things. Um, but so, the, yeah, you're right, though. That's interesting, right, The that he came out with these with these facts. But it's funny uh, because our friend Bruce Feldman over at The Athletic came out uh, and said that he spoke with a source. And those four schools are saying that's news to us. Right. So, you know, so it's it's a lot of this of what I basically said when we opened the show. We know a lot, but we know nothing. And that's and that's where I'm kind of leaning at it. I'm looking at all these. But if you listen to the Dan Patrick show, they had a very interesting topic of discussion. SEC wants to play football. Mm-hmm. I think we all understand that. SEC knows what's at play. Mm-hmm. Apparently, they're reaching out to prospective schools to play football. Like this massive... I guess, conference to determine a, a national champion through the SEC. Right. I think it'd be a lot of fun. Uh, one of those Ohio State coaches, former Buckeye himself, Brian Hartline, tweeted out, dial it up, when one of his players said, can we go to the SEC? He said, dial it up, I'm in. You know, it sounds like their players, they want the competition. They want to play. Uh, but according to Dan Patrick, two teams that were – considered up for going to the SEC to play football is Oklahoma and Texas. 
Now, what's interesting about that is let's say Texas goes to the SEC to play football. Uh Does that mean Uh that we finally, finally, after eight years of waiting, get to see Texas versus Texas A&M? They would have they would have no way around it. Hopefully, I don't. See well, why. eventually. Well, it, it depends. Is this is this yeah. a one time? Is this a one season thing where Texas just comes to play football? Oh yeah, I would season, assume so for sure. And then goes back to the Big Twelve. Mm-hmm. You know, um, would they have to do like the plan with Notre Dame when they went to the ACC? They had to share TV money revenue from their network deal. Would Texas have to do that? Ugh. I mean, ESPN already has the SEC network, but then you would add in. The Longhorn Network, uh, it's a lot of well, things I, think, I don't really want to think about right now. But Yeah, the, the players I, at this this point, players, coaches, anyone, I don't think they uh, care who they play or where they play at this point. They just want to play uh, college football in the fall. And I don't think it's really a debate whether it gets moved to the spring or not. I think it's simply uh, whether they're going to play now or they're not going to play at all. I just don't see the spring working out um, in any sense. There are just so many schedule conflicts and things like that. So um, I, I kind of like how Coach O, what he said a couple weeks ago with LSU, saying uh, they could call us at midnight and they'd go play in a pasture somewhere. So I, I think that's kind of what the athletes are viewing. So, um, yeah, it'd be tough for Texas to play uh, some of those teams in the SEC, but I'm sure they're up for it. Oh, I'm sure they are up for it. We know that there are Texas players that want to play. Caden uh, Stearns, he shared that that image that Trevor Lawrence and so many other players are sharing right now. Mm-hmm. Hashtag we want to play. Uh, you know, he he even tweeted out last night uh, that he worked too hard for this season to get canceled. Deshaun yeah, Jameson is with him. Mm-hmm. Chris Adamora. Yeah, Adamora. I was just gonna say, I'm I, a little, I'm a little bit um, shocked that Herman and Ellinger haven't been on social media, kind of uh, pushing that uh, we want to play movement. But like you mentioned, uh, they're probably in the middle of practice. I'm not sure if they've even been on social media much uh, within the past few hours, but um, I would definitely be surprised if we didn't hear from them soon. Yeah. Chris Del Conte is another one that I expected to hear something. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause we saw the um, athletic director from Texas A&M. He, he was tweeting in, in response to the, we want to play. But, you know, we kind of look at this and say, okay, if the players are coming out, one voice, we want to play, could that actually help with starting the conversation? And we think that it should help, right? Mm -hmm. But if it doesn't, is there a voice out there that we think could make a difference? Um, not necessarily. I think this is more of a player's movement uh, to begin with. And I think when I say players movement, even the alumni, I thought that was really interesting when I saw that uh, report about alumni contacting the universities and programs offering to not, uh, I guess, give their donation, which is probably quite a bit of chunk of money. So I think it's more of a movement, um, I guess, against the presidents and NCAA at this point. But I don't think there's really one person in particular that could come out and be like, oh, we should play. I think we've already had several high profile athletes. We've had an athletic director come out. We've had coaches come out. So um, I think just the more the merrier at this point. What about the leader of the free world? (laughs) Yeah, that was huge. I can't believe. uh, And he actually 
Trump actually quote tweeted Trevor Lawrence's We Want to Play movement. And I thought that was very um, uh, eye opening. And I think that might catch the attention of some of those presidents that are kind of leaning towards not playing. So um, I guess that was the biggest person that could come out um, and join that movement for sure. But I guess we'll have to wait and see what happens. Well, yeah, we're definitely going to have to wait and see what happens. But actually, just a few minutes ago, he tweeted again, play college yeah. football. Wow. Uh, so, yeah, it's it's kind of crazy right now that that's kind of where we're going and, and who's getting involved. And I, I know I've seen other uh, – I think the Nebraska senator is sending a letter to mm-hmm. the rest of the Big Ten to, to not cancel, and, and they got a, med- a meeting scheduled. And, and we're trying to figure out what's all going on. But um, uh, we're going to take a quick break and uh, talk a little bit about some on-the-field news that's actually going on. All right, Kim, so we're patiently waiting on word from a certain graduate transfer linebacker. Uh, He tweeted out last night before he tweeted out the hashtag we want to play. He tweeted Mm -hmm. out that he would be making an announcement on Monday morning as to where he's going to go. And, of course, as we posted on longhornswire.usatoday.com, Tony Fields is actually trending towards Texas. But do you think that the Big Ten news has kind of prevented him from going ahead and making his announcement? I'm not sure. I'm really confused. We haven't heard uh, regarding his commitment yet, but I think the two primary schools are Texas and West Virginia. I I looked this morning on the crystal ball projections uh, that 24 seven sports provides, and it actually had both Texas and West Virginia on there. And Texas was still in the lead uh, just barely, but um, I do expect him to commit to Texas. I do think that's probably his best Avenue in terms of, uh, playing time immediately. Obviously, we need the depth at that position. We need his production and experience at that position, um, especially an inside linebacker. And uh, he had a very productive career at Arizona. He started all 37 games since arriving to campus as a true freshman. He led the team in tackles as a true freshman in the past two seasons. Was actually the second uh, most with tackles on the team. So I, I would be very surprised if he doesn't commit to Texas, but it did, um, I guess, get me a little worried to see West Virginia pop up on those predictions this morning, but um, hopefully we'll find out within the next few hours. Yeah, it was, it's interesting because, you know, obviously we're sitting around waiting on news on, on his fields in or out. Uh, We do know that uh, Myron Warren, redshirt freshman defensive lineman, uh, recently entered the transfer portal, Uh, talked a little bit about it in the past, talking about, you know, he, you know, could he go uh, elsewhere? Is he looking for, a different spot, maybe a spot that was more conducive for him to get playing time immediately. Uh, however, Chip Brown of 24-7 Sports reported this morning that Myron Warren has pulled himself out of the transfer portal, which is not a shock because it seems like, as of late, Anthony Cook, Juwan Mitchell, mm-hmm. went seems into the like, portal. And- it seems to be a common occurrence, but – I don't understand why that keeps happening. They're entering the transfer portal and then taking their name right back out. So um, I'm not sure what the, I guess, miscommunication is there, but um, I think that's definitely good for Texas that they're returning. You know, maybe they're gauging interest. Mm-hmm. You know, let me see if this school, which schools would be interested. Right. You know, and maybe, maybe you're only getting offers from lower tier schools that you don't want to play for. You know, so I thought maybe that might be the case. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so 
that that's that's a crazy thing. Uh, let's talk about a former Longhorn here. A couple of them actually. We're going to talk about Charles Amenahue. Uh, you know, recently in an interview uh, with Texans Wire, uh, they were interviewing his linebacker coach Chris Rump, who was actually on staff at Texas uh, when Charles was coming to Texas to play football. And now he's obviously with the Texans and he's back with Rump. Uh, and he was just talking about this chip on his shoulder and why he's so good. And, you know, it's, it's interesting because since, you know, even though it's only been a season, but the season after Charles left, Texas hasn't really had that pass rusher. Yeah. But I think, I think it's because of the defensive scheme. And I think that's going to obviously increase with Chris Ash here. And Charles is actually one of the most vocal about that um, on how it'll finally unleash the defensive line's potential and get after the quarterback and things like that. So I think he's still a bit uh, angered by that uh, to where they couldn't really release, release his potential while he was at Texas. So um, I'm excited to see what he can do with the Texans. Yeah, it's, it's exciting to see. And I think he's right though. I mean, when you get to the NFL, there's got to be some motivating factor, mm-hmm. right? Um, you know, it was funny. I'm going to take it back to when we were watching, uh, the Michael Jordan and the bulls mm-hmm. last dance on ESPN. And, and you, you, we saw the memes, right? Michael Jordan. Right. And I took that personally, you know, whatever it is to motivate you do it, you know, because we all need that extra, I guess that extra push. To exactly. be at top of whatever we are, you know, whether it's your why, you're doing this for your kids, you're doing this for your wife, you're doing this for yourself. Uh, you know, in your case, you know, maybe it was a boyfriend or a future husband or, you know, whatever the case may be, you need that extra something. And playing with a chip on your shoulder obviously helps him. And uh, so I think it's good. And I, I'm really looking forward to watching him play. And, you know, just as a reminder, the NFL season kicks off one month from today. Oh, yes. I'm excited to see how uh, that plays out. Hopefully they'll actually be able to play the entire season. So um, but so far, I don't think there's been any major um, outbreaks and positive tests or things like that among the uh, players who have opted in to play. So hopefully that kind of remains the path forward. Yeah, that let's hope it's the path forward. Uh, you know, another interesting uh, nugget there. Uh, they're going to be playing the Chiefs. And if you haven't heard, there's another former Longhorn that plays for the Chiefs. And Alex Okafor, and according to Tom Pelisario, he just inked a, he just took a uh, inked a restructured deal that's going to make him a free agent next season, uh, and it cleared up some cap space for Kansas City. But it's going to be interesting to see. It kind of feels like he's banking on himself to have a big year this mm-hmm. upcoming season and cash in uh, on the upcoming free agency. It'll be interesting to watch, but we'll get to see two former Longhorns. Obviously, they're not going to get to go against each other. Uh, but it might be a friendly competition. Who gets more sacks? Who has a bigger impact mm-hmm. in the game? Uh, but it's going to be a game to watch, and it's going to be interesting to watch. And, and, I, and frankly, I couldn't be any more excited about some football. And uh, Kansas City, rain, the rain champs. Uh, we'll see if Charles O'Minahue can get to uh, Patrick Mahomes and make little, uh, bring him back a little bit Texas Tech versus Texas feel there. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited for literally any football, like you mentioned, uh, whether there's fans in the stands or not. So hopefully we'll get all of this squared away soon. But <clears throat> they definitely have their backs against the wall because it's, well, was less than a month uh, before a college football was supposed to kick off. So uh, it'll be an interesting few weeks, that's for sure. It will be an interesting few weeks. And yeah, we're roughly about a month or so away from the 
projected kickoff with Texas, UTEP. Not real sure if that's going to happen at this point. We're going to try and stay on top of the best we can. Make sure that you stay tuned to longhornswired.usatoday.com. We're going to be talking a lot about these things. Obviously, follow us on Twitter because we're talking about it. You can find me at Pat Sports Guy. Cami is at Cami and G. But that's going to do it for this edition of the Lockdown Longhorns Podcast. Make sure you tune in. Your favorite teams. If you can't find them, check out our new Twitter account. It's Locked On Podcast. And that'll be your way of finding your favorite podcast. But for Cami, I'm Patrick. And as always, keep it locked on. Hook them.